You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson, and this is MyMac podcast number 237. This week, we do an interview with Grant Dalkey. He's the marketing manager of Otherworld Computing and Newer Technology. Guy Searle and David Cohen also join me, and we talk about Apple retail, buying Macs online, should you trust eBay, all that kind of fun stuff. Hope you enjoy the show. Come back next week for 238, and thanks for downloading. And this is the 237th episode of the weekly MyMac.com podcast. My name is Tim Robertson. I host the show, and I've also got David Cohen with us this week. Hello, David. Good evening. It's nice to have you back for another week. And I understand that uh, this is going to be the the day that your wife's going to go into labor. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's late at night here, but um, I will be going up to the hospital in the morning, and uh, hopefully by mid-morning I should have a new arrival. Well, I can't wait to, to see pictures of little Tim, or whatever you happen to name. <laughs> well, congratulations, regardless. It's, it's going to be little guy. It's going to be little, little guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Actually, they're, hope, they're hoping for a girl. So, uh, T- Timothea it would will be a beautiful name, I'm sure. So. Guy Alina. Guy Alina. Also, Guy Searle. Hello, Guy Searle. Hey, how's it going, Tim? Good. Hey, Dave. Congratulations. Hey. Thank and, you. and we've got a special guest with us on this uh, the first segment of the podcast, and that's Grant. Uh, I'm going to pronounce your name, Grant, but I'm going to get it wrong. Delkey. No, it's, that's right. It's it's Dalkey. Dalkey. Uh, you know, I answer to everything, but hey, you guy. <laughs> hey, you guys. That's what I answer. To. That's that's what he <laughs> answers to, actually. So, Grant, you're with uh, Otherworld Computing slash newer technology. Right. Okay, yeah, manager for both. Okay, so what do you do as a marketing manager other than coming on fine podcasts like this and and uh, you know getting the word out about your products? Wow, that, you know, good question. Um, with a, I like to refer to both companies as small companies, and you know, for the listeners and and even for Tim, Guy, and Dave to uh, understand the difference, newer technology is a separate company. Um, was founded as a separate company, but decided that with a lot of the cost efficiencies that could be had with having OWC as its primary distributor, uh, really made sense to kind of align itself with OWC to you know have its accounting, its uh, shipping and warehousing, everything handled by OWC. It still is a viable independent retail brand, though, and you know OWC pretty much sells the majority of newer tech products at full suggested retail. So a retailer uh, can certainly make quite a good living with a high-performance and, dare I say, exclusive line because one of the things that uh, is, is core to newer tech is we re- really don't uh, wish to do business with a very large big box, and all you have to look at is some of the news headlines these days, and that's a pretty good decision to make. I hope you would agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, There's been a lot of problems, especially with hard drives lately. I mean, you, uh, some hard drive manufacturers out there are getting a, a pretty bad rep. Yeah, so you know, it's it, newer tech is uh, really again is an independent company was founded with the mission of being more of a c- 
consumer electronics company. And I like to say that, you know, it's not a technology company or a computer company. It's, it's uh, more of a consumer electronics. And that kind of drops that veil of, whoa, this can be uh, uh, intimidating or, you know, eh, I, I, you know, I don't do upgrades. So more of a true plug-and-play consumer-friendly philosophy with its products. Now, uh, as part of MyMac.com, I'm, I, I run the website, I run the podcast, but I'm also the guy that sells advertising on the site, obviously. And I'm a little choosy when it comes to outright saying, buy this product because it's really good. And I try to stay away from that, even if it's an advertiser, um, because that's my reputation. But when we had Small Dog, uh, I would always recommend people go to Small Dog to buy their new Macs because... Honestly, they, they gave great customer service. With other world computing and newer technology, you guys are really known for your customer service and great products. So I have absolutely no problem saying buy your hard drives from newer technology. Go to MacSales.com if you need something. Uh, because you guys just go above and beyond. Is, is that a philosophy that the company as a whole has? And where does that come from? Well, it, it starts with Larry, as, as some of you might know, and uh, maybe your, your listeners will find out. The founder, the CEO, Larry O'Connor, founded the company when he was 14. And part of the founding aspect of it was is that, you know, as a young man, he wasn't really taken seriously by many people. And, and you know, it, it shouldn't really matter your age or, or any other uh, personal characteristic if, if you're, you know, a, a, a consumer and you should be treated with the same respect. And... You know, with, with newer tech's focus on the products, and, and even OWC has its memory and storage lines, but more of really the customer service, customer-centric focus, you know, our part of our unofficial mission statement is to serve the customer, and, and that's at the very core. And, and you know, as far as a, a, a flow chart goes or an organizational chart, we have everyone, including Larry, reporting to the customer. Uh, and, you know, someone even today, uh, someone with Macworld asked me, you know, how do you guys stay successful? Even in, you know, these challenging times, you're telling me that things are good and, and you're hiring at OWC. And and really, it's, it's boy, it just comes down to common sense. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. And, I, and, you know, I tell people here on a regular basis, you have the authority to make a difference in the world. You can take that person that maybe hasn't been treated the way that they really should be. Uh, by any other company and just blow away their expectations. It's funny. I tell people all the time that you really need to get a second or third hard drive because you only have one copy of that media if you don't have a backup. And that hard drive eventually will fail. The nice thing is if I tell them to go to Otherworld Computing and get one and it, it fails immediately, hopefully they'll have a backup, you guys are just going to take care of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been there. And, I mean, you know, one of the things, you know, uh, we say that we have, you know, uh, lifetime, free lifetime U.S.-based technical support, even on weekends. And, you know, we've all been there where we've bought something, and, you know, whether it be a computer technology product or, you know, it could even be a vacuum cleaner, and you're sitting there on a Saturday, and you, it should really be just plain and simple. You plug it in, and it works. Now you and did. we've all... Go ahead. Well, and we've all been there where... <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't, and you want to pick up that thing and put it through someone's front window. <laughs> and and so, you know, our mission is and our goal, our, what, what makes us wake up in the morning every day is to continue to deliver, 
that experience that it works. And if it doesn't, you don't have that frustration and that sinking feeling. We're there for you, and we will make it right. What surprised me is, uh, now you guys didn't do this at the last Macworld Expo. The, the, you guys really weren't selling on the showroom floor like you had in the past. But I remember two years ago, I bought a memory upgrade for my MacBook Pro, but I only paid for the memory. You guys actually took apart the MacBook Pro and installed it and tested it right there on the showroom floor for free. That said a lot to me. Um, is that the philosophy of the company, that you guys make sure that each customer is taken care of? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you can nickel and dime people to death and you get that reputation. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's more about... Uh, just just serving serving people the way that that we would expect to be served and i mean you know um uh, tough to say this uh warranties sometimes you know we'll look at it let's just say that on the, the the day that the warranty expires the next day if you have a problem we're not going to say well your warranty expired yesterday you're out of warranty you know it's 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 really just looking at things and saying you know hey what what's what's fair here you yeah. know i mean and and people you know, I often tell people here, a lot of times people want to be heard, and we do listen to people, and, and boy, the feedback we get from people, and just sometimes the things we change on our site or a description or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll email that, that person back and say, you know what, you were heard. You know, you know I, one of the things that impresses me is that you guys have videos up on YouTube on how to do so many things. This is freely available to anybody, whether they buy, buy a product from you guys or not. Whose idea was that to put the videos up there on installing hard drives or memory or a video card? You guys have a lot of videos up there. Well, again, that, that's something that uh, Larry is very passionate about. Um, we actually, the myself and uh, the video production crew, decided to go out and put it up on YouTube. Um, you know, sure, that, that creates some eyeballs for, for Mac sales and hopefully delivers some traffic to us. But, you know... It, I look at all of the things we do, and you know, as you mentioned, we're we're an advertiser on my Mac. Uh, but out of all the things we do, just serving the customer, and and there's various ways that we can measure that. That is by far our best ROI. So, you know, you can come up with all sorts of marketing campaigns, and as you, you know, you started off the show. What does the marketing manager do? Um, really, sometimes I'm the chief cheerleader here, as well as Larry saying, you know. Uh, we we got to stay the course. We got to serve that customer. Put yourself in the customer's shoes. You know, e even the way we communicate some things and in our videos, I'm often telling people don't take things for granted. Mention how you do this. Show that extra screw. You know, it, great example was we got an email from someone that watched our installation video, and they said, you know, I was really hesitant to do this at first. But your installation video on how to put in memory really made it very clear and solved all my fears. And the beauty of that is, is that that email came from a plumber. Now, <laughs> now, his name wasn't Joe, was it? <laughs> well, I, I do call him Joe the plumber now. But, you know, when you think about a plumber, to me, that guy is MacGyver. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, they can fix and make anything happen. And here's a plumber that was intimidated by, you know, to, to me is really probably the easiest upgrade you can perform on a computer, right? Yeah, you know, you absolutely. Just, you, you pull the ears, you take the cover off, you pull the ears apart, you know, you, you snap it in, you know, 
bada bing, bada boom, you, you can do it in probably 20 seconds or less on some machines. That's a lot of fear and, for a lot of people, though. Yeah, you know, and, and well, when you look at the, the cost of your machine, you know, you're talking sometimes in excess of, you know, uh, well, even like the new uh, MacBooks and stuff like that, you know, $2,000. Um, some people are intimidated by that. So, you know, we put those videos out there to answer your question. We put those videos out there just to tell people, you know what, hey, um, that there's help for you, and, and hopefully, you know what, you'll you'll support us someday. We're not, you know, going to charge for them. Um, we hope that just the, the decency, people will vote with their dollars based on decency. I, I know I do, and I also do it a lot on customer service. I don't care if I spend a little bit of money as long as I'm taken care of. Uh, a prime example is a there's a grocery store uh, down the block from us, maybe about a mile away. A Walmart's going in about a half mile from them, and they're, of course, freaking out that, oh, great, Walmart's coming in. We can't compete on them with them against price. And I told them, I said, you know, you, you don't really have to. When I go to a store like Walmart, no one helps me. I'm on my own. When I come into a smaller store like you guys, someone's always there to greet me. If I have a question... I know that someone's going to be able to answer it. They're going to walk me over to where the product is. Um, don't be scared of Walmart and their lower price as long as you offer better customer service. Because I think, for the most part, and it depends on the price difference, of course. I mean, if it's you know 200% less at Walmart, then people are probably going to get it at Walmart. But if they can get better customer service, people are willing to pay for it, I think. Well, exactly, and I mean, you can use a, a, a big box uh, a home improvement chain versus that smaller chain that many people know that generally is staffed by, you know, gentlemen and ladies that were actually in the trades versus, you know, a younger person that, you know, really doesn't know uh, what end of a two-by-four from a sheet of plywood. At, right, at, but he's wearing an orange or blue vest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can make all those uh, distinctions you want. I'm just going to say that you're right. I mean, it's it's that local. And again, so, you know, I, I like to think of ourselves as a small company. Um, you know, we, we've grown over the years, as I'm sure everyone uh, has uh, become aware of. But we're, we're never, I mean, you can write this day and, and this podcast number down. OWC will never get too big to where we don't take a personal approach to our customers, whether it be via email, phone, whatever. You know, you guys have some very unique products, things that you're not going to find anywhere else. We talked about it on the podcast. We actually saw it in action and talked about it at the Macworld Expo. I called it the, the cute little toaster, but its real name is the Voyager. That is an amazing little product. Can you tell us a little bit about the Voyager and where it came from? Who came up with that idea? Well, you know, that was probably uh, Larry and our product development manager, Jamie Dresser. Uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, I think one of the phrases in, in the world is, is, you know, there's no such thing as a unique idea, only a better modification. And, you know, there, there's some hard drive docking solutions out there, but no one took it to the nth degree and really consumerized it. And, you know, in keeping with newer tech's philosophy of plug-and-play, easy-to-use, we came up with a hard drive dock that has, and it's the only one, that has a quad interface on it. So, you know, whether you're a PC user or a Mac user, you can use this on either platform and have the fastest data transfer interface supplied by that operating platform. So, you know, eSATA for uh, the PC and FireWire 800 for the Mac. You know, I looked at it and I thought, you know, the price of hard drives keep coming down and you get more hard drive space for the buck nowadays. 
But nobody wants to daisy chain 50 USB drives together. I thought this was a perfect solution for archiving stuff. You, you pop a, I don't know, a 300, 500 gig drive on there, archive stuff, pop it out, put it away in a nice static-free envelope in a box or something, put it up on the shelf, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And you don't have to worry about plugging this in, plugging that in. You know, it, it's easy. Oh, precisely. I mean, you know, with the price of hard drive storage, I think at the time at Macworld when we introduced Voyager Q, uh, a 500 gig hard drive from OWC was forty nine dollars. Yes, and that's crazy. You know, yeah. And I and I kept telling people, I'm like, you know, why would you still deal with flash? You know, think of the hard drive today as the modern flash memory card. And and people are like, yeah, but it's exposed. And I'm like, okay. So I I actually like drag my feet on the carpeting, and I'd shock the drive, or I'd grab the electronics aspect of the drive that's exposed. I didn't zap the drive. I didn't get electrocuted. I, I think there's still a little bit, and I'm not saying people should, you know, go out and play. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, don't, don't hacky sack your hard drive. No. Yeah, don't, don't drop it on the ice tonight with uh, Calgary and the Blackhawks, you know, but, uh, but uh, uh, you don't have to treat it like it's a clean room environment anymore. You really can think of hard drives as, and it, it's a difficult phrase to say, but as possibly disposable tech. You know, I mean, use it as a portable storage device. Yes, if you're going to archive it, you're going to be a little more careful. I'm, I'm referring to more about, you know, some scratch disks and just some data transfer stuff. You know, just just, just take a disk and, and just use it as a transfer vehicle. If you're going to do archiving, yeah, then, then use your precautions and put it in a static-free bag or, you know, some sort of sleeve or something like that. You know, what's amazing to me is how much you guys support older machines. You just don't see this, especially if you go into a big box reseller. Good luck, well, number one, good luck finding anything for the Mac. But number two, good luck finding anything that's going to be for older machines. Uh, I, I did a review of this on the podcast, and uh, so I'm going to talk about it for just a second. It's not one of your most expensive products. It's only $30. It's the MaxPower 80211 GMB wireless USB stick adapter. Now, big name for a very simple product. I've got a Lombard PowerBook. It's a G3. It's 400 megahertz. It does not have a wireless card in it. Um, the battery doesn't work in it anymore. The, the battery is just dead. With you guys, I can actually get a battery, which is cool, but I don't really need it because I just don't use this hard drive. But my daughter, her MacBook Pro had to go into the shop. She was freaking out because, oh, my God, I can't get on Facebook. I can't get on my Gmail. I can't chat with my boyfriend. Typical 14-year-old girl stuff. I broke out the old this old Lombard PowerBook, and I tested the max power on it. I plugged it into a USB port, which was only a 1.1 port. I didn't know if it was going to work because it says USB 2.0 stick adapter. So I was like, I don't know if it's going to work on a 1.1. And it did, and it worked perfectly. Uh, there was really no setup to speak of after I installed the software. It saw my wireless network, joined it, no problem, and it worked fine. Yeah, it's been you know it, to answer your question, one of the the one of the corporate philosophies of OWC is really being green, and you know our our building meets. It's one of the handful of buildings in the country that meets. Uh, it's either lead gold or lead platinum certification. Um, our batteries, we have a free recycling program. Getting to the point on this particular product, and you're like, well, great, you know, it's G and B, and you support an older Mac. Why? Because there's tens of thousands of those machines still out there that really do have a useful life, and we feel it's our obligation to create a really cool product 
that, okay, you know, again, it's older technology, but keeps that machine running, keep retasks that machine, and keeps it out of the landfills. And for what she might, in this example, my daughter, she just wanted to be able to chat via Gmail. I don't know if a lot of people knew you can chat via Gmail, but you can. And uh, update her Facebook page. That's the only two things she really was going to miss. Yeah, she was going to miss her, her pictures and stuff like that, but that wasn't that big of a deal on a daily basis. She just wanted to have something to stay in touch with everyone out there. I'm not going to go out and buy her an iPhone so she can stay in touch. But here's this old machine that is doing nothing in the house, and she was able to repurpose it for a couple of days. If I would have had to spend 30 bucks, no big deal for me. And it would have made her happy. It's worth 30 bucks, And... There's life in this old computer. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's running 10.3. It runs Safari. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. If I wanted to give it to my parents, for instance, if they had a wireless router, they could use it for email. Oh, exactly. It, it's, it, it, it keeps the machine uh, trusty. You know, it, if you ask someone, most computer users, what they use their home computer for, I mean, the majority of people, I think, are going to say, yeah, I do a little bit of word processing and some online bill paying and you know, this this keeps that you know uh, that 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 legacy Mac, as we like to call them, a very viable machine. So for, let's talk about you for a minute, Grant. What was the first computer you ever got? Wow, um, this is really going to be some cool history for you guys. <laughs> um, it was a Mac SE, good machine, uh, because I was working for the only Apple compatible manufacturer in the world. Really. Yeah, um, and it wasn't Franklin because they were uh, 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 Apple II. <laughs> yeah, it yep. was it was the it was the Laser One Twenty Eight. It was Laser yeah. Computer back in the late eighties. Wow. So yeah, and in fact, um, you know, when you were talking about the uh, before the show, we were talking about a Mac museum. We actually have a variety of posters all around the building here that are very collectible. Uh, and we have excellent security here, so if any of you listeners think you're <laughs> don't, don't, don't even, don't even try. Well, I'm, I'm planning on coming up to uh, OWC's headquarters one of these days to do uh, some cool video stuff and a podcast from there, and uh, I, I definitely will get some videos of those posters. So uh, You're going to drool. You're, I, I, you're just going to drool over them. I'm just so. trying to figure out what I can bring so I can snitch them and you guys won't notice. It's... it's <laughs> Sounds like a Mission Impossible. So you've been a Mac uh, user ever since. Yeah, you know, and it was uh, I, I turned on so many people to it. Um, a, a lady that I worked with in another company after Laser, uh, she had only ever known a typewriter her entire life. Jeez. And you know, I was able to really I broke it down to okay, think of your filing cabinet. That's what this hard drive is on this and then the folders are in that so i broke it down into something real world that she could understand she actually became the director of computer technology at stanford university many years later oh really so i, I kind of take pride in that that you know I, I looked at the uh the mac os and and you know it and boy there, there's been volumes of books and everything else written on it but to me it just it perfectly made sense and in fact while we were at laser um, we were credited for it being in the whole home computing revolution and amongst the first to create the first all-in-one system for home use where uh, it had the monitor in there, the keyboard. I know this sounds really crazy and loud. They didn't always come that way. No, they uh, didn't. Uh, 
you know, that, that the OS was actually pre-installed on the hard drive and, and, you know, really cool things like that. And we really had the, uh, when Windows was first coming out, we had the ability to choose between that as our OS or, if you remember the company, GeoWorks. Yep, oh, yeah. I do. GeoWorks Ensemble, which was really very, very Mac-like. And uh, this is what's really sick. You know, that whole OS only took 64K. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I've, I've always been very uh, much aligned with the, the, the GUI and, and making it a very intuitive uh, uh, operation and use. And, and that then extends over into many of the newer tech products in that, you know what, if I can't just press a button and it works, then I'm not going to like it because that person that really appreciates this kind of technology, they may not be the 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 uber tech or the uber user but even you know such as you know yourself tim uh you know there's some technology involved with like voyager q but we took it down a level to where it just simply works and i think that's the uh a great spot to wrap this segment up uh owc stuff it just works uh good prices and even more important better customer service than any big box reseller out there and grant we want to thank you guys for sponsoring the show we didn't have you guys on because you're a sponsor we had you guys on because i really like your products a lot and uh we're gonna have you guys back on again in the near future especially you grant i'd like to get you back on and talk about some history i think you would uh i think you'd enjoy that it'd be a lot of fun yeah, it would be. I, I think uh, telling you about uh, the first time I went to Apple Fest in Boston and the history behind that, and uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think our listeners would definitely enjoy hearing that. So uh, we'll have to pencil that in real soon. Grant, thanks for okay. coming on the show today. Great, thanks for having me, guys. we're back we want to thank grant for coming on the show this week and doing an interview and for those who keep thinking man tim you kept harping on that customer service thing it's important to me guys you know and i've well, seen it, it firsthand it's it's the one thing that separates good companies from great companies exactly and yeah they yeah. pay us to advertise their product but they don't pay me to say this is a great company no advertiser does and uh my opinion isn't for sale and it never will be and i hope people listening to the show understand that that we don't sell our opinions, but I, and, and I could say I've talked to the people at OWC, the 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 owner of the company, Larry, right down to the guys who install the RAM, and man, they they just seem to have a philosophy that I really really like, and I'm proud to have them as a sponsor of this podcast. I really am. But let's well, get one on. quick one Jeff. quick thing about about their customer service. I had gotten a uh, uh, an enclosure. Oh, we lost Guy David. Yep, it looks like the RIA finally tracked him down to convert that video. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to drop Guy out of the uh, conversation and try to bring him back. Sure, that's one of the drives oh, we're dead. there he is. Hey, Guy. <laughs> yeah. We, we completely lost you for a while there. Oh, we, crap. We didn't hear anything you just said. All right. Well, uh, basically, I got uh, got an enclosure from Otherworld Computing that had two drives. One of the drives was dead. I talked to a technician within five minutes of calling. And we determined that one of the drives, yes, indeed, was dead. And within two days, I had a new drive without having to send back the other one first and all the rest of that la-di-da that you have to do with so many other companies. OWC has great tech support and customer service. Well, let's talk about customer service. And let's take a look at Apple Retail. 
uh, where they've been and how, what they do well, what they don't do well, and also looking at eBay and other online services that you can buy used Mac. So let's start with Apple Retail. David, what do you think that Apple Retail does really, really well? Why do people go into the store? Other than, obviously, they sell iPods and, and Macintosh computers. But take that out of the equation. What is, what is Apple doing really well in retail, in your opinion? This is this is interesting. Obviously, there's been all this stuff recently from Microsoft, and you know they they have these actors going out. You know, if you can find a PC for a thousand dollars, we'll did, buy it for you. Did, you, this, did you see yeah. the, the parody for the drum, or for the bum, the homeless yeah. guy? <laughs> no, I haven't oh, seen that. Oh, Send me so a link funny. later. I will. But I, but I I think their approach. And, and Apple's approach, you know, really just typifies the difference. You know, with with the Microsoft ads, it's all about you know, Price. let's get let's go out buy something cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah get Who a cares, cheap you one. Know, the, you've got all oh, look at all this choice you've got. You know, yeah. you've got five hundred different PCs you can choose from. You can get exactly the one you want. But you know what? Who wants all of that? Yeah. What you want is you want to walk into a store and say. To a to a, a living warm body who knows what they're talking about. Well, this is what I want to do with it. What would you recommend? And then the guys say, "Okay, well, we've got these three, four different models, um, and um, you know, what's your budget? And this is what you can have, uh, and it will do everything you want to do and more." And that's what the Apple retail experience is all about. It's about really selling the entire brand. So if you go in there and you say, well, you know, I want to listen to some music, I might want to watch some video, um, and I'll, I've got $150 to spend, they'll point you to the right product, they'll sit down, they'll, you know, they'll take the time, and, and time is, is really something that I think Apple Retail is, gets very, you know, is very good at, is that they have lots of staff in there, and the staff, when they're trying to sell you something, don't just say, oh, well, here's what I recommend, let's go and buy it. They say, this is what I recommend, and this is why I'm recommending it to you, and you see them all the time taking people through the features of the products what they can do what they can't do answering questions and really reassuring somebody that this is actually the right thing for them to buy and and you know that all of that together with the after sales service they offer the genius bar the fact that they have experts there available anytime you want to go in and, and to talk to them about a problem you have with a particular product it's all about you know it goes back to what you're saying about other world computing it's all about that customer service and it's is what apple has has gotten so right and always has gotten so right and, and really what you know the rest of the computer industry has has always got completely wrong it's not about specifications and performance it's actually about you know what are people going to do with it do you, guy do you like the fact that when you buy something in the apple store you don't have to take it up to a register yeah i think that that's that's yeah and, and it's so different from from any other store that that you any other retail store that you go into you walk in you get the product you know and whether they've walked you through it or you knew what you want when you walked in doesn't really matter you walk up to almost anyone that's in the store that well that works there and you know hand them the product they scan it in take your credit card zip put it in and you're out the door without standing in line without you know having to to deal with with any other crazies that might be in line in front of you and they'll, it's, they'll even email your receipt to you yeah you know and you know and now they're they're kind of they're trying to go green they 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 don't always recommend that, that you take a bag with you sometimes they'll just say well here's your product and you know have a good one <laughs> you know i've actually seen people uh, getting stuff in the apple store uh, the last time I had to go up to the Grand Rapids Apple Store, and someone was getting an iMac, 
this guy, and uh, it was getting kind of late, and it was dark outside, and uh, after he rang, him, he rang him up and everything, the guy picked up the iMac and started heading out, and the Apple Store guy started going with him, and the guy stopped, and, and the Apple Store employee said, I just want to make sure you get to your car okay with that. Yeah. And I thought, wow, well, that's nice. he, he, the guy didn't ask. He didn't make it sound like it was an inconvenience to him to do it. He just just started going with him. He wanted to make sure he got to his car with this brand new iMac, which you can clearly see is an iMac on the box. It was getting not, dark that's, outside. It's uh, you, you you know that that's a product that's worth at least a thousand dollars. And now this wasn't somebody that was uh, old and feeble or or. Uh, small or what have you. The, the guy buying it looked like he could take care of himself, but yet the the Apple employee didn't even act like it was... I, I was kind of impressed by that. I, I, I really was. I thought, oh, wow, that was kind of cool. You don't see that at Best Buy. You don't see that no. at Walmart or Target. They don't care if you get jumped out. Well, they might care that you get jumped out, in the, but they're not going to come out to make sure that you're safe. No, the only yeah. time I've seen them come outside and you know in the big box retailers is if you had something that was truly huge. huge. Right. Uh, other than that, you're on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. They go, where, where are you loading this in? That? Oh, okay, there you go. You know, I, I bought a dryer recently. Was it a dryer? No, it was a stove recently. No, it was a dryer. And uh, the guy brought it outside for me, which I thought was great. And then he stood there watching me wrestling this thing in the back of the van. And I thought, well, gee, thanks for the help, buddy. Yeah, that was yeah. that was helpful. You know, mm-hmm. I guarantee if that was an Apple store... And I couldn't get it in my van easily. They would have helped me. No questions sure. asked. So, so what do you think, though? You know, that's the positive, David. What do you think that Apple does wrong in their retail store? Um, or not necessarily wrong, but weak. What what could they improve on? I well, I think it's in some areas they um, they have to. You know, they don't have enough choice. Yeah, I would um, definitely agree you know, with you there. I, I, I'd like to. I've, I've always thought the Apple stores should stop more software, uh, more third-party software. Well, especially when you look uh, at the iPod peripherals they have on this huge wall, wall after wall after just wall. Just iPod yeah. speakers and headphones and this, that, and the other. How many headphones do you really need to carry in the Apple store? How about I don't know half of that space dedicated to more Mac software? It's yeah. out there, but you would never know by going into an Apple store. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's always something I I, I felt that you know, and they, they don't really they don't really sell the software. I mean, all that stuff about um, you know uh, them taking you through things, they tend to be a bit more uncertain if you ask them about particular software. Yeah, third party um, stuff. Yeah, unless it, unless it's something that they geared up to do seminars and training and stuff on, which they do a lot of in the stores. Yep. Then obviously they can really take you through it, and they'll, you know, and particularly if it's Apple software, you know, if you want to know about Final Cut, they will, you know, if you're interested in buying that, they'll actually do you like a whole hour session on on the ins and outs of Final Cut. But if you want to know about, um, I don't know, VMware Fusion or something like that, they'll probably just sort of say, well, yeah, you can buy it, and, and here you go. And certainly, you know, if you want to choose between different types of products of third party software then then they often aren't as confident as 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 i would like um so so that's certainly that's certainly one area one Um, area for me would be i think they need to to expand to be honest um we've got two apple stores in this area but they're both at least an hour drive away i think that apple starts i really think they need to start looking at the more of the secondary or or even the third tier of I don't want to say malls, but smaller towns that they can get into with the kiosk type of thing and start servicing a little bit more customers because 
there's a lot of people in this country that aren't anywhere near an Apple store. It just yeah, it, there's that, just particular places in this country that Apple doesn't seem to have a presence. Yeah, that, that's the joke thing. I mean, I mean, here in the UK, where where obviously it's smaller and much much everything is much closer together. Um, you know, they actually have a fairly good network now, and and they are. You know, I mean, here in Manchester, we have we have two stores, and there's another one not far away in Liverpool. So, um, you know, they've they've they're starting to build up coverage, but I I guess that you know. Obviously, the U.S. is such a is such a large market. That it must be difficult for them to get everywhere. Well, it seems um, like though that they they'll put the second or the third store in an area, in certain areas, yeah, right? And it's like, well, yeah. you guys aren't even over here. Why don't you instead of putting the third store in Detroit, why don't you put I don't know one store in West Michigan? There, there's an yeah. idea. Okay, well, I, I live here in Northern Virginia. We've got a store in Pentagon City. We have the store in Tyson's Corner, which was the very one of the first ones opened. Uh, we have one in a mall out in West Fairfax. Uh, there's two relatively close in Maryland, and they're talking about opening up one in uh, Georgetown, downtown D.C. Now, there's, what, five or six stores within a half hour's drive to basically anyone in the Northern Virginia area. And a lot of times, if you think about coverage as far as where these stores are physically located, there's a lot of overlap. But then on the other hand, there's nothing going south away from this area. There's almost nothing in your area, Tim, within an hour and a half. Um, you know, it, it just seems like they, they handpicked certain markets. New York has got a ton of stores. Los Angeles, San Francisco, you know, all these, these, these big cities that Apple has traditionally done very well in, there's a, there's a large presence. But where you want to have some of your stores is markets that that you typically maybe haven't done as well in, but a lot of that can be attributed to just not having a presence. Yeah, I would agree. So I think that's something that Apple definitely needs to look at. Now, what do you guys think about buying used Macs? Now, Apple does sell refurbished Macs, but, of course, it's it's very recent refurb. You can get stuff from you know the last generation iMac or MacBook Pro and that sort of thing, but if you want to save some serious money... And buy a, a machine that's two or three years old, you're not going to get that through Apple. No. So, no. So what, what's your suggestion, Guy? Uh, two places off the top of my head would be either Craigslist or eBay. Yeah. The nice thing about Craigslist as compared to eBay is you can kind of, of narrow your search down to where it is you live and possibly even go over and see the machine before you put any money down. Now, David, do you have any hard and fast rules about buying, and I consider buying a Mac a pretty major purchase buying on ebay because you know i'll be quite honest david i've never bought a mac on ebay and i try to limit anything that i buy on ebay for a hundred dollars or less right. i just don't want to get scammed and anything less than a hundred bucks i can live with i get scammed yeah. out of five hundred dollars i'm going to be pissed yeah, I, I, there are some some fairly hard and fast rules that I use when I'm buying off eBay. I've bought a fair amount of computer equipment, including Macs. Uh, I've got a I got a very nice 12 inch PowerBook off eBay a, a couple of years back. Um, so the the, the the key things are to look at the feedback of the guy you're buying from. Make sure that he's got plenty of feedback. He's been established on eBay for a while. Um, make sure that you pay with PayPal so that you've got protection. 
um, and you've got some comeback if you know if if things look right. If the guy is selling the Mac and he doesn't obviously doesn't know what it is, uh, the specs look don't look right. The uh, the advert is the uh, you know the listing is very skimpy without any detail, and it, it doesn't have uh, stock. It has stock photography rather than real photography. Then avoid it because you can't guarantee that he actually owns the machine. Yeah. Um, Something I would strongly recommend. This is a very, this is quite a good tip. Is um, look at the photos that he's published of the Mac, and then check. Do another search on eBay for a, a, the same specification Mac. Make sure he's not lifted the photos from somewhere else, because that happens a fair bit now. That happened to me a, a while back, where somebody stole my photos and uh, was supposedly selling exactly the same machine I had, uh, same listing and everything. And of course, he, he was a scammer. He just stolen my listing. So um, that's something to look for, and, and you can normally spot those fairly quickly if you're looking for whatever. If you're, if you're in the market, say for a 12-inch PowerBook G4, just do a search for other machines of the same specification, and if you see the same pictures, then you know that um, that One you know there's something fishy. <laughs> One of them is is, yeah. is fishy, and also as well, you know. Uh, engage in some dialogue using the uh, messaging system with the buyers before before you buy it. I mean, you know, um, if you get a buyer who's not willing to answer questions um, and kind of doesn't, you know, seems to be annoyed by you answer, asking questions, then um, that should tell you something that they're probably not going to be very easy to deal with and you might want to avoid it. What do you think, Guy? Do you trust eBay to buy a computer on? Um. I have, I've actually bought a number of computers off of eBay going back well, 10 years or so. Um, well, 10 years I, ago, though, I, I think eBay was a pretty safe bet, even going back maybe six years ago. But I don't yeah. know. You know, I, five years up to now, I don't trust eBay at all. I just don't I, trust I haven't, it. I haven't bought anything on eBay in four to five years. Yeah. I mean, we've all heard the, the horror stories. Yeah. It's, it's like a local version of uh, Legos. Right. Now, the funny thing about Macs is, I think if you've been around them long enough, you can pretty much spot um, a fake ad on eBay for Mac stuff. You could tell by the description. I mean, if they've copied and pasted uh, a, just a spec lift list off of you know a Mac site, you could kind of spot that pretty quick. But if someone's taken the time and really wrote about it, and that you know hey, this was my daughter's, blah 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 blah, uh, you can kind of tell the difference, can't you, David? You can, uh, and certainly when I'm selling, I mean, I sell a lot of stuff on eBay, and and I always go go to the effort. I I spend a lot of time crafting my auctions because I found that you know if an auction is is written nicely, it's presented nicely, and uh, it has a lot of um, you know specific detail about the actual thing you're selling, then you'll get a higher price. So those are the auctions to look for if you're buying something because that's you know somebody's put that sort of effort in is very unlikely to be a scammer because scammers just want a quick buck yeah and they don't spend the time to craft those ads it's it's down and dirty boom 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 they want your money and they're gone and you're stuck with nothing exactly and they they have multiple accounts to do that in so if one account gets busted they don't care they just go to another account before we wrap up go ahead just the, the the final thing I would say with eBay is is, is uh, if you are going to buy on eBay, just be patient. Yes. You know, everyone kind of you can is easy to get carried away and end up paying more than than the machine is worth just because you like the look of it and everything. The point about the Macs is that there are it doesn't matter whether you want you know an original Mac Classic or you want uh, a MacBook Pro, you will find the machine you want eventually at the price you're willing to pay. So. 
don't be afraid to just let the machine go if you don't think it's the right one for you or you think the price is going up. Yep, there'll be another one right around the corner. And there exactly. always is. Uh, before we wrap up this show, uh, once again, David, congratulations, or soon-to-be congratulations, for your newborn. Thank you. uh, we'll Thank be you here for uh, next week's show. Uh, I'll be I'll be on the MyMac ones, the geekiest show ever. I may have to skip a week. That's no problem. Um, but uh, yeah, and in fact, you know, with the the late night feeding cycle, I'll be able to record the show and then go <laughs> feed the baby straight away. Anyway. Yeah. You'll be yeah. up anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> if you think this was uh, depriving you of sleep, <laughs> just wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, I take it your son's looking forward to having a sibling. He yeah he is he's he's um he's six years old and and it, I think the last couple of weeks the pennies finally dropped that yeah. uh, he's he's not going to be number one anymore no uh, and all of a sudden he's become you know quite uh you know quite uh, he, he he's he's like likes to have a lot of physical contact and you know I love you daddy I love you mommy so uh, you know yeah. he, he's tr- he's trying to build up some uh, some credit before the baby comes I think yeah got to cash it in now right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, exactly. congratulations. I'm real happy for you. And, uh, of course, tell your wife that, too. I'm sure uh, when the time comes for the baby to be born, everything's going to be great. Uh, make sure you send us uh, uh, pictures via iPhone. I want daily updates as soon as hourly updates. We put yeah, that 20 away. years from now, you said, God, he's in college now. Will you please stop? Breathe, breathe, honey. Breathe. Hold on. I'm Twittering this. She's breathing. <laughs> Don't don't go that route, please. No, don't don't do that. Uh, we want to thank uh, Otherworld for Computing for sponsoring the show. We want to ask anybody listening to this to go up to iTunes and uh, give us a review. We'd really, really appreciate it if you haven't done so already. And we do have another show, which David was just mentioning, uh, Geekiest Show Ever. You guys heard the first four episodes. You're not going to hear any more if you're only subscribed to the MyMac Podcast. You have to go up to iTunes and subscribe to the Geekiest Show Ever directly from the iTunes page. Or just go to geekiestshowever.com and you can subscribe there. So, Guy, you going to be here next week? I'll be here. And uh, we'll do a Geekiest Show Ever next week as well. And uh, get it all up and running. And uh, sounds good to me. I think we're out of here, guys. Okay, bye everybody. Thanks, David. Thanks, Guy. Thanks a lot. And thanks, Grant. We're out. (laughs) Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast. 